Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to Capes and Japes. Welcome back to Villaintober. Uh, I am Olivia. And I am Elion. And if you hear any, um, construction noises, deep rumbling trucks, <laughs> I think my neighbors are having a tree trimmed, which, oh. thematically on point, yeah. but also <laughs> not very good for a podcast. No, uh, sadly, uh, the, 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 the appropriate, uh, the thematic nature is good. The audio is bad. Um, uh, in case, uh, in case you guessed from that, uh, or, you know, are, you saw the episode title. <laughs> or you read the episode title. Maybe you're one of those people who just, like, closes their eyes when they go into their podcast app before they click on something. Uh, but today we're talking about poison ivy. Not the plant. It's been stuck in my head all day. Whenever I think about poison ivy. (laughs) Not the plant. The Batman villain. Um, this is another one, uh, like Mystique. I think it just goes to show how, uh, how much our, like, podcast aesthetic is just be gay do crime um because when we brought up uh doing villain tober uh you were like oh uh i think we should do ivy and i was like oh i actually was going to suggest we do ivy um so without fail we agree on uh evil bisexual ladies (laughs) Truly our brand. Yeah. Who maybe aren't, you know, all that evil. Deep, deep down. Um, Chaotic? Yeah. That probably is definitely more chaotic. More towards that neutral chaotic line. Um, so, um, Ivy, uh, was introduced in, uh, 1966, uh, during the, uh, Silver Age of Batman, um, it was Batman issue, uh, 181, um, and, uh, she was created by, uh, uh, Robert, uh, Kaniger and, uh, Sheldon Moldoff, um, and, uh, inspired by a, um, by a few different things. Uh, her look was kind of, uh, modeled on famous, uh, pinup model, uh, Betty Page. Um, and some of the, uh, sort of theme and aesthetic, um, were drawn from, uh, the Nathaniel Hawthorne short story, uh, Rappuccini's Daughter. Um, which, yeah, which is about a, um, a botanist who's, uh, who, uh, has his daughter tend his garden of, uh, extremely poisonous plants, and she spends so much time with the, like, poisonous plants that she becomes poisonous to be around and can, like, kill people just by, like, breathing on them, basically. Um... Which is pretty cool. Um, pretty bad, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's clearly has its downsides, but like but like aesthetically, it's very good. Yeah. Um so, uh basically uh when Ivy was uh initially introduced, um they didn't uh they didn't really establish a backstory for her cuz again, uh at this point in comics like that wasn't considered as much of, like, an immediate necessity as it tends to be now. Um, they mostly kind of played up the sort of, uh, like, temptress seduction aspect, um, of her, uh, her power set, um, and, uh, they, um, they come up with with a backstory uh later um so before we get into that uh ivy's powers uh most uh people probably are familiar with she's a very very you know uh one one of the most iconic uh probably super villains not just batman villains though like a lot of batman villains are very iconic um for good reason, because she has uh, very cool powers and a great design. Um, but, uh, so she, uh, she can control and speak to plants. Um, so, uh, she can, you know, cause, like, do stuff that D&D druids do. Uh, she can cause, you know, vines to come up out of the ground and grab somebody or, like, choke them. She can, uh, you know, cause like, uh, a bunch of, like, spores to emit from plants. She can cause, like, trees to kind of, like, get super tall. Like, all, you know, all plant stuff. Um, she also, uh, she, uh, her body produces pheromones, uh, that make people, uh, susceptible to suggestion. Um, which... Like, is is not, re- I mean, certain aspects of this I get. It's like, oh, she can, like, uh, produce toxins, and she can, like, kiss somebody and, uh, poison them with the toxins that she can produce with her body, with her plant powers. Like, yeah, for sure. Um, I don't, I can't think of any plants that have, uh, the power to, uh, make people fall in love with them. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can understand the, like, connections, like, Mm -hmm. you think of, like, romance as, like, the scent of a bouquet, and stuff about, like, the idea of pollen being something that can be carried from one flower to another, and that's their chemical sort of love sex reproduction thing so it's like ah yes you breathe in these pollen and that's romantic (laughs) (laughs) it's a stretch it is it is a little bit of a stretch um it also means that like uh a lot of the time when uh people use Ivy as a villain, they tend to kind of focus on 
one or the other. Like, either it's, uh, Ivy who's primarily, like, hypnotizing, mind-controlling, like, influencing people, uh, and then, uh, just, like, a plant aesthetic as, like, a cool backdrop, or it's Ivy who mostly cares about, like, plants and protecting plants, and sometimes she, uh, mind controls people, uh, in her quest to do that. Um, if Ivy were real, we wouldn't be in this climate change situation that we'd be in now. I have a lot of thoughts about if Poison Ivy were real. Ivy um, would have fucking, like, hey, is climate change real? Alright, I'm gonna go to everybody who says no and mind control them into saying yes so that we get some <laughs> fucking shit done and save the goddamn planet. Ugh, somebody's gotta fucking do it. Um, and everybody's like, oh no, it's Poison Ivy, and she's like, please, please, I'm just trying to save the planet. Get off my back. I don't <laughs> care if you don't like my methods, but it's working. It's functional. We have a team of scientists. Work. I, did you know what I did last Tuesday? I got the CEOs of a bunch of Fortune 500 companies to cut back on their carbon emissions. Do you know how I did it? Mind control. Back <laughs> the fuck off, Superman. You didn't get them to do that. I did. Um, that's the thing. Is that, like, this idea of Ivy as sort of this, like, uh, environmental activist slash eco-terrorist, um, like, is definitely, like, an idea that's cropped up in, like, somewhat more recent history, um, and I think probably one of the reasons why, like, especially the past, you know, like, 15 years or so have, like, done more with Ivy as, like, kind of a sympathetic character or an anti-hero, um... It's because it's everybody's because, terrified that our planet is dying? Yeah, it's because, like, she's not wrong. Like, <laughs> she's out here like, hey, hey, these corporations are destroying all life on Earth, and it's like, She's right! <laughs> um, and then sometimes she's like, so I'm gonna murder everybody who works there. It's like, well, no, I, no, no, probably shouldn't. <laughs> not everybody. Maybe, maybe not like that. Maybe just like a little bit of murder, Ivy. Um, a strategic murder. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it becomes like, uh... It becomes kind of hard to root against her, um, when her, like, uh, her primary targets are, like, corporate America and pollution. Yeah, it's, um, it's like, what if Captain Planet were evil? What if Captain Planet were an evil hot lady? What if Captain Planet was an evil bisexual woman? <laughs> but Captain Planet rules. It's like, wow. I'm done with this Captain Planet. What's what's her name? Poison Ivy. Okay. Mm. It's a little uh it's a little bit of a uh, scary name. I mean you um, could've 
that just sounds itchy. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. It is a great supervillain name. I, it is. I love everything about Ivy. She's got um, three leaves, and in the fall, she turns red. <laughs> that's true. That's that's just how it works. And um, it she's got a smooth stem because if if there's thorns on that stem, that's just berries. That's fine. <laughs> but if it's smooth, look out! Ooh, she's gonna get you with her plant powers. Oh no! Got to keep an eye out next time I go on a hike. <laughs> Ivy. Pam? Ah! Oh! Pamela's everywhere out here. <laughs> Lurking where you least expect her. Miss Isley, you get out of here. Ma'am. <laughs> um, yeah. So, actually, uh, Pamela Isley is her, you know, uh, her current secret identity and her most well-known one. Um, she did have a, um, a uh pre crisis backstory um that uh they came up with in like the seventies I think uh in which uh she's she's still a, a botanist that uh remains pretty consistent um but in this one uh she uh helps a guy uh steal get this. An ancient Egyptian artifact. Oh, boy. Because that's every single backstory. I look, I was just Free listening. Crisis. I was just listening to uh, an episode of Lore this morning where it was talking about ancient Egyptian artifacts and the just Britain was wild about these things. <laughs> Britain was just going into Egypt and stealing every fucking thing they could get their hands on. And it's like, y'all, it looks nice, but please leave it in Egypt. Please, I'm begging you. It's where it belongs. If it if they want it in a museum, they can put it in an Egyptian museum. I'm I am 99% sure they have those. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm bumping that up. I'm 100% sure that there's an Egyptian museum in Egypt. I've never been to one. I don't know any specific ones. I'm sure there is one. There almost certainly is. Maybe you could just put it right there. You could just be like, hey, you want to pay us to get this artifact and bring it to your museum? Or maybe, you know, you could do your own expedition. So, we'll just go back to America. <laughs> anyway. Listen. Hey, if you're listening to this, don't take ancient artifacts away from the country they originated in. Hey, if you're listening maybe, to this... Maybe just leave it there. Colonialism is bad. Hey, I don't know. I don't know if anybody's told you this, but it turns out Colonialism is not very good. It turns out it fucks up a lot of things, and it should not have happened. Ever. <laughs> uh, you know who wouldn't support colonialism is Poison Ivy. I thought you were going to say Captain Planet again. Captain Planet also wouldn't, but as we've established, uh, Poison Ivy is just evil Captain Planet. But not evil in the sense that she supports colonialism. 
Or capitalism. No, doesn't like either of those things. Um, so, uh, after Crisis on Infinite Earths happened, uh, in the 80s, and a bunch of characters' uh, backstories get just, like, uh, totally rewritten, um, she is given a, uh, a new origin story, uh, written by, uh, none other than, than Neil Gaiman, um, our good friend, um, <laughs> that we've never met. Our good friend that we've never met. I saw him live twice, so that sort of counts. Um, but, uh, in this one, uh, she studies, uh, botany and, uh, biochemistry, um, with, uh, uh, Alec Holland, who, uh, will later become, uh, Swamp Thing, uh, under, uh, Professor Jason Woodrue, who will, uh, later become Swamp Thing villain, uh, Floronic Man. That's a mouthful. Um, yeah. What does that even mean? Is he made well, of fluorite? No, like 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 flowers. Oh. Um but uh so in this version of the story, um she's kind of uh you know, kind of a uh a shy reserved girl who grew up with like uh rich but like not kind of distant parents. Um and uh is seduced by her professor, and he ends up, uh, doing experiments on her, uh, that, uh... I don't like any of this. No, it all sucks, uh, that cause her to develop plant powers. Um, and she gets, uh, pretty mad about it. Um... Understandably. And, yeah, uh, ends up kind of, uh swearing vengeance on, uh, all people, but, uh, especially men. Fair, honestly. Yeah, here's the thing about Poison Ivy, is she thinks that, uh, capitalism is destroying the planet, which is true, and also she hates men, which is valid. <laughs> so in 2019, she's really the hero we need. Um, uh, in the new 52, um, they, uh, give her a different origin, um, that, uh, takes out the professor and it has her, like, uh, developing, uh, her own experiments and, like, creating Hell these, yeah. like, uh, pheromone pills, uh, that she, like, tests on herself and uses to, like, uh... Uh, like, mind control the dean of the college to not expel her for doing, <laughs> coming up with sketchy experimental drugs, um, and, uh, ends up working for Wayne Enterprises, uh, and getting fired for, like, creating these, like, uh, biochemicals that, uh, can brainwash people. Um, do you think Bruce is like, yeah, I'm gonna, like, hire everybody I can to try to prevent crime, and then sometimes he hires people who, uh, create biochemicals, and he's like, wait, no. 
Okay, no, 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 no. I, that, that one was a mistake. That's my bad. That was a whoopsie. Um. Oh, no, I gave them resources. Yeah. Um, she ends up, uh, while she's, like, doing experiments with these, uh, like, coming into contact with some of them and then, you know, developing her, uh, her plant powers. Um, I do, um, I do like this better. Uh, than either one that's, like, her evil professor did experiments on her, or, like, a guy talked her into stealing an Egyptian artifact, and then he tried to kill her, and then, uh, the poisons actually gave her superpowers. Um, which, cause, like... Agency. Cause I like agency. And, like, I can understand where people are coming from to, like, have this character who is, you know, uh... A notorious misanthrope to have been mistreated in some way. Um, but I think you can still have her, you know, have bad experiences with people and not have the bad experiences be what, like, creates her whole backstory as a character. Um, that's, uh, that's my take. I don't, I don't know which, what's currently canon. Um... And, uh, who, uh, there, there is, like, there's a mini-series that takes place, I think, like, just before, like, Rebirth, so I don't know if that's canon or not, um, where she, uh, she ends up creating these, like, uh, these, like, plant-human, like, hybrid children, um, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm, um, I'm not, I'm not sure if that, uh, if that is still in play or not. Um, so, uh, all of it is to say, regardless of backstory, uh, different writers, again, tend to, like, have different takes on what Ivy's goals are, um... Uh, like, again, early on, uh, it was a lot more just, like, general criminal sort of, uh, chaos. Uh, a lot of, like, I'm gonna take over Gotham, uh, by releasing, uh, mind control plants into the water supply. Um, and then, like, uh, at some point they bring up the idea of, like, oh, actually, uh, she's just uh, she's just doing crime because she wants to get enough money to go, uh, live on a remote island with her plants. Mood. By herself. Um, uh, and then, especially a lot recently, there's been, like, uh, way more of the, uh, you know, she, uh, hates people who hurt plants. Um, and that extends to, like, one, like, uh, like, her plants that she, like, use, like, she treats all of the plants that she, like, controls and interacts with, uh, as her children, basically. Like, most of the time she'll be referring to them as, like, my children or my babies or something like that, and if you're, like, uh, fighting Ivy, you're like, oh, god, she's trying to grab me with a vine, and you, like, hack at the vine, um, she'll get very upset, uh, cause that's a plant, and you're hurting it, 
Um, there's some, um, some, uh, interpretations of her also have her, like, having more plant-like physiology and, like, uh, oh, she can, uh, photosynthesize or, like, oh, she's got, like, uh, chlorophyll in her skin or, uh, whatever. Um, that's what makes her green, baby. Yeah. I, um, I kind of like that. Um, I sort, I, like, kind of like the, like, extra, like, weird metahuman aspect to it. Um, but it's, it's not, it's not a necessity for me. Um, early, um, a lot of the early, uh, even, like, for a while, um, after she's initially introduced, it's, like, she, she develops this, um, obsession with, uh, Batman because, uh, his his will is too strong uh to succumb to her mind control and uh she gets this like fascination with him like oh who who is this uh this man who who's too too powerful for me to mind control with my incredible plant powers um mm, don't like that <laughs> i don't okay here <laughs> is the thing they like they take this for like like I do kind, I I do enjoy the like oh a challenge. I don't enjoy the oh this man is stronger than me. I it, have to find out his secret. I'm yeah. suddenly obsessed with him. Like some like some stories and writers take this like extremely far and have this like oh this lingering sexual tension between them or like oh like. Ivy tries to kill him, but she can't because, uh, she cares about him. Or, like, oh, Ivy's trying to get Batman to pay attention to her. And it's like, okay, here's the thing. (laughs) Is that, like, all of I, like, it's different than it is with Selina. Um, because Selina, like, Selina uses, like, you know, sex and flirting to get what she wants, but Selina is also genuinely, like, a flirtatious person. Um, and the fact that Batman doesn't respond to it like other people do is interesting to her. And, you know, Batman's whole, like, weird psychological deal is interesting to her. Um, Ivy exclusively does only cares about seducing people to get what she wants. She canonically thinks all people, and especially all men, are stupid and useless, um, and she only loves plants and Harley, but we'll talk about Harley in a second. Um, she, like, she, every, like, almost without fail, any time she, like, uh, seduces somebody or smooches somebody to use, like, you know, plant toxins on them, or any of that. She's like, her internal monologue is like, haha, this dipshit. Um. Mood. Why (laughs) in God's name would someone like this be taken in by the overwhelming sexual charisma of Batman? She would not. She would not! Also, overwhelming sexual charisma of Batman. That's what I'm 
saying. There's unless in, unless there's Dick Grayson in there. He's a brick wall. He gives you nothing. Um, <laughs> he's just like, um, yep. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, I'm saying this is somebody who loves Batman very dearly. Um, I think like there is something like compelling and attractive about Batman to certain people. Um, Selena, Clark, Ivy. <laughs> yeah, those, <laughs> those two people, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's others, but those are the yeah. big ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, anyways, um, as, uh, as you can tell, I'm, <laughs> I'm not that interested in that aspect. I like, uh, I like Bruce and Ivy, like, obviously, like, having, uh, rapport. Um, I like Bruce having that with any of his villains. Um, I like it with Ivy because, you know, again, especially lately, Ivy is, uh, so often kind of acting out of, uh, genuine desire to accomplish probably a good thing, uh, just with somewhat extreme methods. Um, and I, I like, I really enjoy Bruce being like, Ivy, Ivy, come on. <laughs> We've been over this. Ivy, please. This is I, take it down like three notches. Just, just take it down a little bit, please. I can't, I can't tell you that in my secret identity, I am working to get more regulations placed on these companies, but I am. Uh, but just listen, you gotta, you gotta stop killing people, Ivy. Um, a lot of uh. A lot of kind of the, uh, the more, uh, the more sympathetic, uh, characterizations of Ivy, uh, reference, uh, the storyline No Man's Land, um, which happened in, uh, 1999. It was just, like, a big, uh, a big kind of... Batman crossover event that covered, like, all the different Gotham books, uh, in which a, um, a huge earthquake hit Gotham, uh, and, uh, most of the people evacuated, and then everybody who stayed behind, uh, the government was like, okay, well, you're on your own, um. Much like the government does. <laughs> yes, uh, so it mostly followed the kind of, uh, you know, just, like, uh, all the various situations that cropped up, because obviously the Bat family was like, well, okay, we gotta stay here, uh, because otherwise Gotham's gonna go to hell, uh, and all of the villains are just running amok, um, and, uh, Ivy, uh, takes over a park, uh, turns it into, like, a jungle, uh, goes like, this is my park, Nobody else come in here. I'm just gonna chill out in my park with my plants. Um, uh, and ends up, uh, adopting, uh, a bunch of orphans, uh, who lost their parents, uh, in the earthquake. Um, and just, like, genuinely, uh, taking care of them. 
Um, and, uh, people are worried. They're like, oh, is Ivy, like, holding these children hostage? Or is she, like, trying to turn them into plant people or something? It's like, no, she just, just kind of felt bad for some kids. Uh. Kids, much like plants, also kind of need some taking, some, some looking after. Yeah. Um, much like plants, kids, uh, need to be taken care of and protected. Uh, and also, like plants, they, uh, usually haven't really done anything wrong. And, uh, sometimes terrible things have happened to them as a result of the actions of very bad people. Um, and, like, any time there's a character who's like, oh, I hate everything, but I have a soft spot for children, I'm like, oh no. My weakness. Um, <laughs> People are terrible. Children are fine. Children are fine. <laughs> if you touch them, I'll murder you. Yes. These plants um, are my kids. These kids are also my kids. Fuck <laughs> off. Um. Yeah. Bruce ends up teaming up with her during this story arc to like help uh protect her children. Um. Initially intended uh to take them somewhere else, and then it's like, oh, no, actually, wait, Ivy, like, Ivy's doing a pretty good job taking care of these kids. Um, and, uh... Like, they probably have a pretty good diet of fruits and vegetables. Yeah, that's important. Um, this, uh, is also the storyline, uh, where, uh, Ivy, uh, finds, uh, meets Harley, um, who, uh, is almost killed by the Joker, uh, cause, you know. Cause, you know, it's the Joker, and he fucking sucks. And he is just, uh, just the pit, um. um, This isn't to say that I don't like the Joker as a character or a villain. He's fine and interesting, but also, y'all know he sucks. He's just, that's his one, uh, trait, is that he is just the worst guy. Um, this is, like, also, this is right after Harley's been introduced in, like, comics proper. Um, because she existed in, like, uh, some kind of, like, uh, alternate universe stories, and she was introduced in, uh... Uh, Batman the Animated Series, and so she was in, like, comic book adaptations of that, um, but this storyline is the first time she's, like, introduced to proper continuity, um, and, uh, one of the first things she does is, uh, almost gets murdered by the Joker, and then gets rescued, uh, by Ivy, who helps nurse her back to health, um, and- Also great. Also great, and it is, uh- the beginning of a beautiful friendship or more oh um, romance a romance um so uh so like ivy's demi romantic right we're just we're yes. just going to say that we're going <laughs> to say that's that that's canon I, now yes i do i love harley ivy there is a part of me that, like, uh, and I know it's, I know it's a projection-y part, 
there's a part of me, uh, that does support, uh, Arrowace, Ivy, and, like, she and Harley are just doing some, like, weird, like, QP thing that, like, nobody else, like, really understands. <laughs> I mean, that would make a lot of- it's like, no, they're friends. No, they're- they're lovers. They're dating. It's like, guys, there is a middle ground. <laughs> there is. Um, Have I you do... heard of queer platonic relationships? Nudges DC Comics. <laughs> I do also like. Um, I I do want I do want them uh to be in lesbians. Uh, mostly because uh there are not enough gay relationships in comic books, and I do want like. I want more relationships that are like, uh... Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, no, explicitly, they're definitely dating and in love. Um, so, this is just to say, um, I, I support both these versions, uh, of Ivy and of Harley Ivy, um, and if you support either of them, I'm just telling you that you're valid. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, most of the time, it turns out, uh, after this point, when, uh, Ivy is not trying to, you know, uh, destroy businesses for, uh, their destruction of the environment, um, she spends, uh, spends a lot of her time, uh, hanging around with Harley, um, and, uh, I'm, like, this is a very well-known dynamic, and I'm sure, like, most people listening to this have, like, experienced something that, uh, Harley and Ivy, uh, were in, um, but it's very, very good, um, it, like, it, it hits that, uh, kind of sweet spot of, like, oh, I hate everything, I hate everyone so much, everyone is rotten and terrible, not you. <laughs> it's like the, uh, someone will die. A fun! It's very much that. Actually, it's exactly that. Um, since someone will die of fun, but Harley is holding a big hammer, and her idea of fun is murdering somebody with it. Yes. Um. But, like, in fun ways. She does a cartwheel first. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's also, like, a lot of times when they're, like, working together, um, they don't tend to, like, do a whole lot of, uh, egregious crime. Um, mostly because, like, especially lately, like, they've both been portrayed as increasingly more sympathetic. Um, but a lot of the time, they're just kind of, like, causing chaos. Like, Harley just wants to go out and have fun, and she wants to bring her best friend Pam, um, because she loves her and likes spending time with her. And, uh, Ivy wants to, uh, keep an eye on Harley and, uh, make sure nobody, uh, touches her because if they do, Ivy will destroy them. Um, and then sometimes they, <laughs> they, uh, coerce Selena into helping them do crime and they're the Gotham City Sirens and it, uh, extremely rules. <laughs> Oh, man. Gotham my, City Sirens movie when? My favorite, my favorite, like, dynamic of these three is just, like, 
Harley and Ivy like, Selena, Selena, don't come to crime, we're so bored. Selena, please, please, Selena, please listen. Selena, if you come and then Batman shows up, you can be like, oh no, Batman, we weren't doing any crime today, and then he's alone. <laughs> Selena, Selena's like, oh my god, fine, somebody has to keep you out of trouble. Selena uh. also loves doing crime. Um, yes, but her her crime is usually a little bit quieter. It's usually less uh, aggressive than anything that Harley is involved in. Um, uh, they are so great. Um, for like a long time, they were like sort of like uh, implied uh, to be, you know, maybe romantically involved. Or maybe they're just flirting. Um, or maybe this is just what friendship looks like for them. Um, in, uh, I think it was the new 52, uh, Harley series, the, uh, Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor one that, uh, officially was like, oh, Ivy Spy, um, and they're definitely dating, um, in this kind of, like, non-monogamous, like, on-again, off-again way, which is, you know, like, they're both very busy women. That's understandable. Um, and, uh, since then, it has usually been, uh, implied, if not outright stated, to be the case. Um, they, um, the recent Batman-Ivy storyline had, like, uh, Basically, like, Bruce realizing, like, oh, Harley's the one person who can, like, get through the Ivy while she's, uh, having this breakdown and mind-controlling everybody on the planet. Um, and then it's a huge thing in, uh, Heroes in Crisis is how much Harley loves Ivy. Um. It, there was even a, um, miniseries after Heroes in Crisis that was a Harley-Ivy miniseries, right? Uh, yes. Because I think Jody um, Hauser did that one, yeah? I, yes? I I've mean, been trying uh, to keep track more of Jody Hauser. <laughs> I met her once. Jody Hauser is good. Um, I am, I am pretty sure that is true. Um, but, uh, and now they're, uh, they're doing the, uh, Harley animated series, uh, for which, uh, in which Ivy is going to, it seems, play a major role. Um, which is great. Which is so much better than, uh, having all that time filled by the Joker. Um. Yeah, in 2019, if there was, like, all, I want, it's 2019, all Harley content should be post-Joker content. It, it really should be. We've had, uh, many, many years of, uh, Harley and Joker content. Um, and now it's time for a new era where the Joker is not there at all. Ever. Um, ever. Maybe Um, the real Joker was just our past traumas all along. (laughs) The Joker is only a metaphor. Um, You put the killing thing in your teeth, but you don't (laughs) give it back. God, that... I have to go. I have to leave. <laughs> this sucks. This podcast 
is bad. God. I'm losing it. Anyways, that's what Harley says that. She bites off the Joker's arm, and then she says that. And Ivy's like, okay, I don't think you quite understood that book, but, you know. She's like, I only saw the memes. (laughs) Harley absorbs all her pop culture through memes. Harley's like, I can't read, I'm gay. (laughs) Um... I, um, obviously, I love the heck out of Ivy, um, and, uh, part of that is just, like, shallow, like, aesthetic reasons, uh, cause, like, I closet cosplayed Ivy for Halloween last year, and I might do it again, um, cause I- It's a good one! It's a good look, and I am also, uh, redhead who, uh- looks great and green, and, like, wears floral prints all the time. Um, there's, like, that, uh, that Ivy storyline, um, from, uh, Tom King Batman starts out with, like, uh, like, a full-page, uh, splash of her in, like, this, like, like, green, like, uh, leaf print, like, A-line dress, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I own, like, basically that dress. <laughs> um, like, steal her look. Um, but also, um, she is, uh, she has, uh, very rad powers that make for, like, really interesting fights that are extremely cool to look at. Um, she, uh, is very relatable, um, in that mostly she just kind of hates people who hurt plants. Um, that version is relatable. The times where she's, like, obsessed with Batman, I mean, that's relatable, but not (laughs) relatable in the same way. Um, I'm not, I'm not obsessed with Batman in the way that these writers decided to make Ivy obsessed with Batman. Um, And, like, uh, she makes, um, I think she makes for, like, a fun addition to, like, uh, the Batman rogues gallery, um, because, like, everybody else is, like, spending so much time, like, fighting each other or, like, trying to, like, team up or, like, arguing about, you know, like, who's gonna kill Batman, uh, or, like, sniping at each other over territory or whatever, and Ivy's like, oh, my god, I cannot stand literally any of you. <laughs> um, I just want to hang out with my plants yes. and save the fucking planet. Yeah. Like, she does team up with people occasionally, obviously, like, besides just Harley and Selena. Um, uh, but also a lot of the time she ends up kind of, uh, running afoul of other villains because she wants to do her own thing or their uh evil plan is gonna like kill a bunch of plants and she's like no 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 um and also um I uh enjoy Harley a lot more uh when she's interacting with Ivy than definitely more than I do uh Harley interacting with Joker 
and I think more than I do Harley solo content, honestly, I think it's, like, good for her to have, like, kind of, like... A less chaotic balance? A less chaotic influence. I don't want to say stabilizing, um, because, you know, Ivy can be kind of extreme, um, but just, like, in, in terms of personality. Poison Ivy is the straight man to the slapstick of Harley. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it is, uh, it's so good. I love them. Ivy is great. And that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> um, did you have anything, anything to add, anything to discuss? Uh, no, I, unless y'all want, like, a podcast recommendation slash book recommendation? Um, I mean... I'm going to talk about the podcast I guested on, so you should feel free to, to drop some wrecks. I mean, it's it's very basic. Uh, the Bright Sessions? <laughs> very good. I just read um, one of the novelizations that uh, they've been doing, because sometimes you listen to a podcast and you're like, oh, I love this boy specifically. I he is my son now and then you know they write a book and he's one of the main characters in the book and you're like well <laughs> guess I'm going to read this book that has my son in it and then you read it and you're like that was incredibly good and also the chapters are so short you forget how much you're reading and I read the whole thing in like 3 days <laughs> After work hours, like, I was only reading from, like, after dinner to bed, and I still finished it in three days. Holy shit. Anyway, uh, the podcast is The Bright Sessions. The book is The Infinite Noise. Do you want gay children with superpowers? Uh, always. That's Caleb. Olivia, no. he's, he's fucking, he's an empath. Like... Oh my god, <laughs> you were doomed. <laughs> you were absolutely doomed. From the start, this whole book goes into more about, like, how he feels other people's feelings, and I'm like, god damn it. You got me, Lauren Shippen. <laughs> oh. You've got my number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it really just came right for you. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I've done with my time. <laughs> what did you do with your time? Um, uh, I've had a, uh, pretty, a pretty busy week. Um, I was at, uh, the, um, Massachusetts Independent Comic Expo this, mice. uh, mice, um, this, uh, past Saturday, uh, with friend of the show, Pav, um, I got a, um, a whole bunch of comics. Um, I bought a, um, of, uh, particular interest to this podcast, uh, I bought a, um, uh, Super Sons fan comic, uh, by Sonia Liao, um, that, uh, I had seen on Tumblr before. I might have shown it to you. It was a very good fan comic. Uh, Colin's in it. Uh, I, yes. Which, yeah, which as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, is it Super Sons with Colin? Um, <laughs> and so obviously I had to buy that. Um, I bought, um, uh, Hazel Nulevant's 
uh, No Ivy League, which is a uh, relatively new graphic novel that I've been wanting to pick up for a while now. Um, I only uh, I only read a little bit of it, but it's very good so far. Um, I bought uh, the first volume of uh, uh, Sakana, which is a webcomic by uh, Mad Rupert. Uh, that rules. I was about to be like, that sounds familiar. Yeah, Mad Rupert. <laughs> yep, that's the one. Um, it's very, very good. Um, and a whole lot of zines that I have not been able to dig into yet. Um, I also picked up my, uh, regular comics. Um, the, uh, the first issue of Jonathan Hickman's X-Men came out this week after the, uh, the build-up of House of X, Powers of X. Please, um, Hawks Pox. After Hawks Pox, yes, of course. Um, featuring, um, thanks to, uh, the very sharp reporting of Susanna Polo from Polygon.com, um, possibly, uh, Scott and Logan and Jean in some sort of, uh, polyamorous arrangement. Um, which I am hugely stoked for if that turns out to be the case. Um, I mean, like, finally, right? <laughs> I'd like, for God's sake! Um, and also, uh, 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 Superman Smashes the Clan, uh, by, uh, Jin Luen Yang, um, with art by, uh, Gurahiru, which is, like, uh, three issue series but they're like uh big like extra long issues um these issues are hefty yeah um and uh they are uh loosely based on a um superman uh radio serial from the 40s uh and uh it's about superman smashing the clan uh so, you know, 2019, if you just want to see Superman defeat some white supremacists, um, which I think we all do, um, I, yeah, I haven't, um, I haven't read the whole thing yet, because again, it was a busy weekend and it's a hefty issue, um, but, uh, I love, uh, Jin Luen Yang, um, Gurhiru's art is super charming, um, and, uh, sometimes... You just want to see Superman smash some white supremacists. I always want to see Superman smash white supremacists. God, please, just let him. Just let him loose. Because um, you know those white supremacists are like, yeah, Superman, that's our guy. Oh, And he's like, cool. uh, no. Yeah, no. Like, Superman and Captain America, I think, are like two characters for whom that would be the case. And they would be like, listen, I cannot express to you how much I am not your guy. <laughs> but you're, you're white, yeah? That, that means nothing. <laughs> and just to show you how little that means, I'm going to destroy your organization. Oh, God. Sometimes, sometimes you just need that. Sometimes you just need... Superman is the ally we all deserve. He is. Um, Hopefully. We don't want a bad writer getting in there. Uh, no. They're not, uh, they're not allowed, they're not allowed to have him. 
Um, last thing, uh, I meant to mention this last week before I recorded it, but I forgot. Um, but now it's out and you can listen to it. Uh, last week I guested on, uh, Pod of Greed, uh, the only Yu-Gi-Oh! Pon- podcast officially sponsored by Kaiba Corp TM. Um, it was, uh, a ton of fun. Uh, you can go listen to it. Uh, we, uh, talked about, uh, the... If you're familiar with Yu-Gi-Oh!, we t- we're talking about, uh, the Noah and Kaiba duel in the virtual world arc. Uh, there's some of my favorite Yu-Gi-Oh! episodes. Uh, there's so much to unpack in them. Um, and, uh, you should go listen to it. And you should just listen to the podcast in general, uh, because it is a great and very fun podcast. Um, I think that's everything. Uh, thank you, uh, for, uh, joining us today. Um, if you wanna, uh catch up with us. If you do this, you've probably already seen, uh, us talk about the podcast episode, but you're listening to it again. Um, if you want to follow us, we have, uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. You can find all those just at capes and japes on their respective websites. Uh, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, you can, uh, come join our Discord server, uh, where we, uh, talk about all kinds of things. Me being on the Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast, memes, uh, the Logan Jean Scott situation, everything in between. Um, you, uh, you can support us on Patreon if you feel like doing that. Uh, can listen to bonus episodes. Uh, join us for movie night to help us pick what we talk about. Um, if you, uh, want to support us in other ways than that, uh, leaving a rating and a review where you listen to the podcast is a great way to do that. Uh, telling a friend, um, and just coming back, joining us, hanging out, um, which you have done. So thank you for joining us for this Villaintober episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Elion. And, as always, kiss me sexy poison ivy. Um, please don't kiss me sexy poison ivy with your poison lips. Um. I'm down with the mind control ones. I need to get my shit in order. (laughs) Yeah. Sexy poison ivy, mind control me into getting my life on track. (laughs) 